All right, all you single ladies, if you are single Christian and looking to date, but don't know where to start or where to meet incredible men, check out Upward, the free app that's super easy to use. Download it, make a profile in minutes and chat with other faith first singles near you. I actually know several people that have met on Upward and are in amazing relationships today. So, hey, why not try it? All you got to do is download Upward today. Hey, girl, you're listening to the For the Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Ken's as they cover all the hard topics for real-life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or are Mac and Ken's your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is going to be an amazing episode. So, <laughs> it's an amazing episode, you guys. We are talking to the girl who wants your to be British accent. an everyday evangelist. <laughs> yes. No, you guys, we are talking to the girl who wants to be an everyday evangelist. And this is a really exciting topic. As you know, we are called to share the gospel, to share the good news with the world around us. And that sometimes can feel really intimidating and also... Um, something we just kind of put on the back burner and we want to give you direction in this and advice in this and guide you through this. And I think it's going to be super, super helpful. So if you're pumped about sharing the gospel, which is everybody, do you guys know that we are all evangelists? I don't care what your spiritual gifting is. I don't care if you're an introvert or an extrovert. I don't care if you like to stay at home versus go out into the town or whatever you do. We are all called to yeah. share the gospel and there's different ways to do this. So this is everybody. This is every girl out there ever listening. And I hope for th- I hope there's a girl listening to this episode actually that um, clicked on it and wouldn't consider herself an evangelist. And we are going to give you direction and insight and we're going to empower you, girl. It's going to be amazing. So yes. before we get wow. into this, though, I want to, well, we want to kind of want to. We kind of do this because it's funny and yeah. but it's also yes. sometimes not funny. This is our banter time. Yeah. You know? That's true. I really think when it comes to podcasts, you got to get to know the person. You got to know their personality so that you trust them more when they say things. So this is this is us <laughs> trying to earn your trust. Let's get to by it. By talking about what we eat in a day for three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Real deal here. So that's what today's three minute tea is. I love to personally watch what I eat on a day, eat in a day is on YouTube. And okay. so I, this is a dream come true that we're getting to do this. <laughs> this, this is, is a dream, dream come, come true. true. So let's get into it. What I eat in a day, three minutes on the clock when the buzzer rings can stop talking let's go <laughs> you too <laughs> okay okay what we eat in a day well, I, I can go and you better ahead. be real okay. I don't want like what you want to eat in I'm a, day. a snacker I'm a snacker so okay. first got things that. first first things first not what we drink but I will say I have yeah. coffee just like Me every too. human most likely yeah and then um I love go macro bars have you guys had them I'm really on a go macro bar kick actually so that's your first bite of the day yeah my breakfast is always like I go through like a six-week period of loving one thing for breakfast and then like I change every six weeks yeah Yeah. so maybe it's hard-boiled eggs maybe it's a bar maybe it's oatmeal maybe it's cereal I just like do this like six-week kick kind of thing so that's fun I'm pretty loyal to eggs are you I'm an egg girl yeah you are an egg girl I am I like an over medium egg two eggs maybe like a piece of toast on the side 
Every time I make eggs at home, I hate them. But if somebody makes them for me, I yep. love them. It's yep. weird. Yeah. Okay. But then um, for lunch, lunch, we're both weird lunchers. Oh, I hate lunch. is the worst meal of the My day. My favorite lunch is a leftover. How do you ever figure out? Yeah. How do you ever figure out what to eat for lunch? Yeah. Every day, I literally am so confused about what to eat for lunch. Yes. Lunch, I hate it. Like I hate it I too. want it, but I hate it. Salad kits from Trader Joe's have been a go-to for me lately. I'm never Second. in the mood for a salad kit. Okay. What are you? I don't know what I eat for lunch. I literally don't know. (laughs) Leftovers. Avocado toast. No, I don't know. You go out. Chipotle. Chipotle. I really don't. All right, let's move on for lunch. lunch? (laughs) And then for dinner. Are you a cook? I'm a dinner girl. Heck no, I'm not a cook. I just like go to like Kava. I go to um, my parents' house for dinner. I go to. That's about it. What do you eat? Like. I, okay, well, I have to have meat. I'm a meat girl. <laughs> yeah, doesn't have to be meat. like red meat, but I need I need the protein. You do. Like I'm not I'm not that like vegetarian Monday girl, meatless Monday girl. You know, <laughs> um, so gotta have a meat. I gotta have a starch. Gotta have a starch. <laughs> you do gotta. <laughs> I gotta have a starch, and you I gotta have a funny. vegetable. I'm a meat and three or whatever you call it. That's amazing. Yeah. What about you, Ken? I mean, I cook quite a bit. I say I cook like. Four out of my seven meal dinners, and I don't yeah. know. I like rotate meals. Mexican I, I once like a week. You and if, Josh, like you getting to cook together. Like I feel like if I was married, I'd be more into cooking. But when it's just me, one person, I feel. I that. just am kind of like I don't know. What do I, I want? You know, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just like you might as well go out. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I have my meals and then you just yeah. go to them. Definitely Mexican. Everybody, every human, isn't this crazy? Every human eats Mexican once a week. <laughs> I looked it up. I don't know if that's real. This but is a okay. fact. You know but what I've been feel like That's really true. You know what I've been at treating? least once, if not three times. Do you ahead. know what I've been treating myself with recently? What this pizza. is like when I'm feeling good. deep dish pizza. No, a burger. I get Texas Roadhouse to go. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Mac loves a suburbial restaurant. I do. The rolls. The rolls. The rolls. With the cinnamon butter or honey butter, whatever it is. It's that so good. That sounds okay, amazing. That's the tea. That's the tea on wow. what we eat a day. This was amazing. This was amazing, but that was not near as important as, as what we are about Let's to talk go. about. What we were I'm talk- fired up for this one. Kendra's <laughs> spoken over everything I said in the last two minutes. Whew. We're gonna we're, okay, guys. We're gonna be back after I take a deep breath. So let's get into this episode. Hello, you guys. We are so pumped for this episode. And we all know when I get super pumped for an episode, I talk in my most exaggerated Valley Girl accent. And wow. I I apologize for this in advance. It's, <laughs> it's not so good. But today we are talking about how to share the gospel with our friends, with strangers, with people in our lives, yes. also known as evangelism. What do you think about the topic of evangelism? Wow. Wilson? I am I am excited that we are having this conversation. I feel like we get asked this question a lot, number one. I think a lot of people have been Christians their whole lives, but they still feel super insecure in how to share their faith. How do they actually begin to um, talk about what Jesus has done in their life and invite yeah. other people into that? And so I think the conversation has weirdly become scary. And I think it actually is really simple. And I'm excited for yes. you to give us a bunch of tips and encouragement and simplify it for us. That's so right. I'm ready. I got my notebook out. 
ready to take some notes. Yes. Okay. This is going to be really good. Yes. You are going to get so much direction in this and so many tips and tricks and things I've learned through getting to share my faith with people around me. I would not say I'm an expert in this by any means, far from it, but I will say that I have had a lot of practice in this because I've gotten the awesome opportunity to step out in faith and share my faith so many times with people around me. And, you know, it's maybe a little bit easier for me because I'm super um, extroverted and outgoing and I'm not afraid of a stranger. I'm also not afraid of rejection. So this is all really great for me. But I also think that this is something we all have been called to, like period. I know that this is in scripture. Mac just laughed at me saying period. I used to say that a lot more in the podcast. I've chilled out now. Yes, you yes, have. I yeah. have. But let me tell you this. Scripture says, this is real. When Jesus is sending off um, his disciples, these are some of his final words. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. It says, go and make disciples. No one is left out of this, no matter how introverted you might be. I do not care if this is your top spiritual gifting or not. It should still be a part of your spiritual life. And I think we all have opportunities to do this in everyday life. I think we use the excuse a lot of times that we just aren't surrounded by like not Christian people or we don't have enough Christian friends. Well, I'm going to address that, how you can find some Christian friends and what that might look like. Um, I also love what Paul says in Acts. This this verse always just pumps me up. Like whenever I'm like, uh, should I do this? Or should I share the good news? He says, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying the good news of God's grace. Like this is the one thing. If we're going to do anything on this earth, this is the one thing. We got to share the good news of Jesus. Um, But I also realize that this can often be awkward. Like you said, Max, scary. It's you just don't know where to start or how to yeah. like introduce the conversation. This is so real. And so that's why we're having this episode because we might be like, okay, yes, let's go do this. But then like, what does this actually look like in real life? Um, so we're going to walk through that. Um, and first, I just want to start with what it looks like, um, like addressing that point of a lot of people who like don't even know where to begin because they don't have many Christian friends. And actually we know our audience, our audience listening for the girl podcast are awesome Christian women seeking after Jesus for the most part. And so I know a lot of you are probably plugged into awesome Christian community. And so you're like, well, I would love to share my faith, but I barely know people. Um, First things first, I just want to open your eyes to probably people around you. Think about um, so many things. I mean, Mac, you might be able to help me with this little part, but when do you run across people that just aren't believers? You run across people that aren't believers at the grocery store mm-hmm. when you're getting groceries and at checkout, your Uber drivers. Yep. At the gym is very popular. At the gym, that's like a Hair salon. Place. Hair salon. Mm. We have so Uber rides, yep. plane rides, all the things. There's so many ways um, and so many people. And I'm not even telling you to like share your faith like every single day, every place you go. But I would at least ask that at some point within your weeks, you can share the good news of Jesus. So this is really exciting. Um, first things first, um, this is a really good place 
to start your new evangelism journey. And that is in prayer. Um, this is really where I first begin to, we all hopefully are getting to spend time with Jesus each and every morning. Um, and I think this is just something we can add to our prayer life. Um, and in our time with Jesus, it's a simple prayer. I actually use this and I say, God, use me today. Open my eyes to the people around me. It's as simple as that, right? Like God use me today and open my eyes to the people around me. And I think when you say this prayer, all of the sudden, those people that we just listed out, like at the grocery store, at the gym or uh, uh, the hair salon or Uber ride, all of a sudden you'll be like, wait, whoa, I see so many people that need you. Not Mm. only that, will your eyes be open, but you'll maybe get a little um, inkling in your heart to speak up and say something and it might feel more obvious to you. Here's another little prayer that you could just use and it's, Lord, lead me today to someone I need and someone who needs me and let something I do have an eternal impact. Lord, lead me today to someone I need and someone who needs me and let something I do have an eternal impact. It's it's these simple prayers, seriously, that are going to change your every day and you'll see so many opportunities to get to share Jesus when your day starts like this. And I even want to encourage you, if you don't have time with Jesus in the morning, if uh, you miss a day with him, add this into your prayer, like just in the car, like a simple prayer. Try to make it a prayer every single day. And I think your eyes will be opened a whole lot more. So it totally starts in prayer each and every morning. Um, The second thing I wanted to address is just like how we do this, how we like actually spark conversation. Cause I think that's like the weirdest, the weirdest thing. So I have a couple questions that might be helpful for anybody who's like, okay, yeah, I need some, like some tangibles through this podcast. I want to give you some questions, um, that I ask and honestly just kind of like how I shape these moments. Um, First things first, I think when we meet somebody and when we're like going about our days, it starts with just like discernment. Like we're not going to be just like asking everybody if they go to church just left and right. It has to start with like a a pause or a discerning moment with Jesus. It's really funny. My, My sister, she thinks I'm so awkward everywhere I go. She's like, you always have this awkward linger with people where you just kind of like are like staring at them and you just kind of like awkwardly linger and I'm like yeah it's kind of like what that is like a part of it I feel like I'm like hmm okay Jesus what could I ask (laughs) how could this happen and I think it starts in that pause and in Mm. that moment with Jesus and not just like pouncing on people um but here are some questions that you could ask the best one, the first and the best one is, do you go to church? And this doesn't happen right away, by the way. You start a conversation, you're chit-chatting for a little bit with somebody that while you're waiting for your Starbucks, let's take this for example, you know, you order your Starbucks, you're sitting there and there's always like three or five people standing around you. Mm-hmm. Right, Mac? That's you real. go to Starbucks all the time. You I can do. attest. I can attest. Yes. Right? You order your happens. Starbucks and then you walk over in the corner. Yep. You wait for your Starbucks. The mobile order wait is like also you walk in, your order's not ready. Oh my gosh. Perfect opportunity. Perfect opportunity. Oftentimes there's a girl standing right next to you. So you're telling me I just turn to the girl and I go, so you go to church? 
So you do that awkward linger potentially. You're, okay. you're probably gonna have a weird awkward linger. It's actually not as awkward so as just you think it is. Stare at them a little bit. No, just stare at the floor. All right, just okay. stare at the floor. <laughs> Have a moment with Jesus to build okay. some confidence in your spirit, okay. you know, yeah. some direction in the conversation. He'll give you the words, I promise. So then, yeah. Wait, what were you going to say? Yeah. So first out the gate. <laughs> so you go to church? No. Oh, okay. I'd just okay. be like, girl, girl. I like your, your shoes. Shirt. Yeah, your yeah. shoes. Those are so, so cute. cute. Oh my gosh. Where'd you get them? Yeah. She's like, oh, I got them at the Green Hills Mall. I'm like, no way. I live right near there. Like, yeah. where, where, do you what part of town here? do you live? Okay. Yeah, cool. Oh my gosh. You went to college here. No way. Nice. Wait. And then, do you know who so and so? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Are you part of a church around here? That's perfect. Okay. There you so go. So don't go straight in. Yeah. First question yes. out of the gate. Do you go to church? We no. got to get to know them first. No, you got to get to know them first, ladies. Of course, of course. But the shift to the like the Jesus talk, I feel like we all we we typically don't know what to say or how to bridge the gap. And do you go to church is a really good question to ask. It's like so simple. Um, another question you can ask is, have you ever been to church? Um, if they say no to the first question, you're, oh, have you ever been to church? Start, uh, that's a good secondary conversation or question. Another question I tend to ask is, do you have faith? Do you have a faith? That's more of like a general term. And I think you'll, you'll be able to spark so much conversation from that. Um, this is more of a question that I ask in more of a, like with my, with a, with a really good friend and that maybe doesn't know Jesus. Maybe I'll ask a question like, have you talked to God recently? That typically like sparks and resurfaces things in our conversation. Um, and yeah, those are probably, probably ones that I typically use or I hear people using most often is, do you go to church? Have you ever been to church? Do you have faith or have you talked to God recently? Um, yeah, those are some questions. Um, if it's helpful. Um, but I also want to walk you through this. Like typically I think we're told like evangelistic moments happen like right then and there in Starbucks. Like we ask her, do you go to church? And then she's like, no. And then I'm like, let me tell you the gospel and pray for healing over you. And your life is about to change. I love that. I've seen it happen. I know it happens. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. And if God opens that door, that is absolutely incredible. But most of the time, it is a relationship getting started in that mm. moment. Yeah, so you're asking, good. do you go to church? She's like, no. Well, maybe you ask for her number through that conversation and you follow up with her later to grab a more intentional coffee and then another coffee and then it turns into a friendship and then eventually you invite her to church. So just know that, that like don't put so much pressure in every single moment to like share the whole gospel. Um, I think there are moments that that might happen and we do have to be prepared. And even speaking into that really quickly, I think it's really important that everybody takes a personal responsibility to like prepare their gospel message. Um, like it's, you know, we've all written a paper or a little speech before in our lives <laughs> and it takes like, or Instagram post. it might take like 30 minutes to two hours to have like your gospel message and Obviously, we know the gospel message is pretty straightforward and clear, but you add your language or maybe your tone to it, and then we get more comfortable with it, right? Like we took the time to write that. We know that it's ingrained in us so we can pull it out of our pop, pop, pocket really easily. I think there's just so much pressure when 
we are like, we don't know the gospel. I can't, I don't know everything about the Bible. I can never share my faith. Well, if you can at least get that message clear for yourself, it's going to be translated so much better in those moments. So I would encourage you to create a little like little gospel talk for yourself in those moments where God opens the door. But most of the time, this is going to be just like an introduction or like the first conversation to a relationship with this person. Um, Another thing I would add, if you're not going to like give your exchange your number, be in a relationship with this person, and maybe it just feels like a weird timing to share the whole gospel with them. I think one thing that leaves a lasting impression is praying over them. Um, so just having a moment of prayer with this person, like, is there anything I can pray for? Like they'll, I've never been rejected when I've asked that question. Mm -hmm. Like, is there anything I can pray for? And honestly, most of the time it opens up like a really intimate conversation. Like, ah, this, you know, I'm having trouble in my pregnancy or having trouble in my marriage or my mom just passed away or something super tough. And maybe even then there's more conversation that happens after that. It's a really powerful moment. And we know the power of prayer, like God moves through prayer and so they're going to feel the presence of God in that moment, um, even if they like maybe didn't give their life to Jesus in that moment. So prayer should be our go-to. Exchanging phone numbers is a really good go-to, but I know you can't do that with every single person. Um, so yeah, hopefully that gave you guys some direction in the initial conversation. Remember, it starts with an awkward, well, first of all, it starts with prayer every morning. God, how are you going to use me today? Open my eyes to people around me. Then Spark the conversation as you go throughout your day. It starts with that maybe awkward linger. Then ask one of these questions. I hope you wrote those down. Pray for them or exchange numbers or maybe even prepared a little gospel message that you can share with them, which is super, super exciting. That is really amazing. Mac, do you have anything to add? I'm really taking charge of this one. but No, this is awesome. Yeah, I think that it feels so scary. It feels so daunting to kind of think about that. But I think that this is one of those things that takes practice too, you know, lots of practice, (laughs) lots of practice. And, um, I feel like you'll be in situations and you'll be like, okay, this is a moment you feel it in your spirit. You're like, Oh, this is a person like, this is somebody that I could talk to. And sometimes you're going to have a conversation with people and they're going to be like, yeah, I do go to church. I go to the church right there. And like, you'll hear their incredible Jesus testimony. And that's cool. It's not always that like, you're going to meet somebody and have to share the gospel with them on the spot. But I do think it's super cool just to like not always just go into it thinking to like, okay, pressure's on. I got to share the gospel. I got to do this right now and then. But like care about the person as an individual. Yeah. Um, Ask the questions that you would want someone to ask you about, you know, and care about you, like take that angle that this is a real person with a real story and real issues and all of these different things. And I think just remembering that, that it's not just a person that you're trying to like do something to, this is a person that you want to introduce to Jesus. And I think just remembering that makes it far less scary uh, because they're probably a lot like you. And, um, I can imagine if some random person started talking to me at a coffee shop and like asked me about my faith, I might be a little bit on guard at first. I might be a little bit like, what are they getting at here? Um, and so I think just like, remember that they Mm -hmm. have things gone in their mind that they're probably feeling insecure. Maybe Mm -hmm. they feel like you're testing them or something. And so just remember, 
remember that and kind of let that lead you that you want to care about that person and you want to show them Jesus just as much as you tell them about Jesus. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I get in such a rut when it comes to my quiet time. I don't know what scripture to read. I journal on and on about all my random feelings and I get so easily distracted. But what if I told you that there was a resource to make your time with Jesus more powerful and productive? We are so excited to introduce you to our new monthly subscription, The Tent, Encountering Jesus in Your Everyday. Each month, you'll get the resources and encouragement you need to revive your time with the Lord. This will include a monthly focus and challenge, guided prayers, and personalized content that we love. We're so excited to announce that we have an awesome deal for our For The Girl podcast listeners. We are giving you $5 off this monthly subscription, locking you in at only $10 a month. This opportunity won't last forever, so seriously, go sign up today. Head to ForTheGirl.com for more details and to pitch your tent to encounter God in your everyday. Yes, that's right. That's really, really important. And I want to talk more about that because that is like really, really huge. Okay. Yeah. So now I want to move a little bit into like, that is kind of like your spontaneous evangelism moment, but I want to talk about what it looks like to share Jesus with like non-believer friends. So maybe you built a friendship through that Starbucks relationship and now you're hanging out with her, you're grabbing coffee with her. Maybe this is a family member that doesn't know Jesus. Maybe this is some that you met in class um, because you were bold enough to ask about her faith or where she goes to church and you got to build a relationship through this. I don't know where there's somebody in your life that's a non-believer, but there is somebody and you can find somebody to build this relationship with. So I want to talk about what it looks like to actually um, be in relationship with people that don't know Jesus and how to share Jesus with them. Um, So the first thing I have to say is that sharing Jesus seriously begins with an empathetic heart, which looks like understanding, knowing, and being in real relationship with people that don't know Jesus. Like this is the way we have to, just like similar to what you're saying, Mac, like we can't be just like sharing Jesus without knowing and understanding what this person is experiencing and going through and knowing a little bit about their life and their heart. I've seen a lot of people share Jesus and I've heard this from my non-believer friends that there's been people that shared Jesus with them, but it comes off a little off-putting or maybe harsh or confusing when it's not done in the context of like real relationship, knowing, understanding, and being a part of their life. Like it's through like an empathetic heart um, that we're able to gain the words and to love them best. And so I think it really begins here. And empathy, empathy doesn't come out of just praying, Lord, give me empathy in your prayer moments with God. Like empathy comes through 
through hanging out with that person. Like you literally start to like grow more empathy and understanding and knowing when, when you're with them. So Mm -hmm. for a lot of us, this means that you just got to hang out with your non-believer friends or family members way more often than you are. Mm -hmm. Um, like way, way more often. This is where, I mean, don't get me started on Christian clicks and corners and then trying to share the gospel. Like you Mm -hmm. gotta, I love a Christian community, of course, but we also got to get outside of that and be in real relationship with people that don't know Jesus, like it starts with a really empathetic um, heart. And the next thing I wanted to talk about, and this is probably one of the most important, and that's just living life um, that's attractive um, to people outside of faith. Like this is probably so, so huge. I have a friend um, who always says that she like really doesn't want to be a Christian because they're all weird or awkward or sometimes they're not even nice. Um, and so I just want to speak on this a little bit. Um, I love this book. It's called, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on the name of the book right now, but it's from Bill Hybels and he wrote this book about evangelism and oh it's just, just to walk, walk across, across the, the room. room yeah that's right just to walk across the room and he calls evangelism being a contagious Christian a contagious Christian which essentially means somebody that you just want to be a lot like right um I think this starts um in your actions and living a life that honors honors the Lord, like being somebody who's kind, that treats people well, that doesn't gossip. I think this matters of like even sin in our life. Like if we're, I don't know, partying on the weekends and then trying to share the gospel, like we talked about in an earlier episode, it just gets really hard. Like if we're all in, if we're living a life that is honoring Christ, this is like really, really attractive and really, really important. Um, You know, God tells us in scripture to be the, the salt of the earth, um, which means like you purify the earth, you preserve relationships and you like just stand out because of the way that you do life. Um, and I think it's important to ask ourselves that hard question. Like, are we being the salt of the earth? Like, mm. are we really being that? Um, there's a saying I, you know, I rode horses and we all know that probably at this point. <laughs> and I know this one saying, it says you can't lead a horse to, you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink it. And this is like so true when it comes to evangelism. Like you can share about Jesus all you want, but, but they don't want him if your life isn't causing them to be thirsty for him. Like, so are you actually causing people to be thirsty for him? Like, do people want to be like you or are you just like weird and judgmental and quiet and awkward and like not a fun Christian? Like be a contagious Christian. Like, are you the salt of the earth means that you're making people thirsty for him? Like, I want to be just like you. I want to carry those same fruits of the spirit as you do. Um, And I think this is really, 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 really huge. Um, so yeah, here's a few things. Don't be weird. Don't use a lot of like Christian language all the time around like yes. non-believers. I think it's just confusing yep. <laughs> and they don't get it and they don't understand. I think it's important to not like pounce on them. Like you don't always need to be talking about Jesus and you don't always need to be asking them about Jesus. I think there is an urgency to this, but I don't think that means that it's every time you hang out with them or especially not in the first 
couple of hangs and pouncing on them. I think judgment is a really big thing in living a life that's attractive. Like mm. nobody likes a judgmental person. And yeah. I honestly think a lot more Christians need to take responsibility of judgment in their life. Um, Cause I think we are a lot more judgmental yeah. than we maybe would admit. Um, and so just ask yourself that, like, am I, am I judging like this person that I'm trying to share my faith with? Because like judgment is going to get right in the way of you speaking truth mm. into them. And so this is really, really huge. Live a life that's attractive. Be a contagious Christian. Um, be fun. Want to be, You want people to want to be around you. And I think this is really important. So there might be things in your life that you need to tweak to make this happen. Do you believe it, Mac? Yes, this is so important. <laughs> so right? good. Yes. It's really, really huge. Okay, this next thing is... Really fun, actually. In relationship with non-believers, I want to empower you to be a better friend. This is so easy. You can share Jesus with them through just being a better friend than the rest of their friends. The truth is, if they're living like outside of um, Christian community, they're probably around people that are maybe insecure, maybe like hopeless and negative, down, out. Maybe they're self-conceited. Assumed, maybe less like gossipy. And I'm not saying that all their friends are like this, mm-hmm. but you can probably assume that there's a lot of this in their community. And so it's really easy for you being full of Jesus to just be a better friend, to mm-hmm. be a friend that's really intentional, like shows up for them day in and day out. Like if you have a hang on your calendar, you are going to be there. Be a friend that's like a better listener than the rest of their friends. Like really listen to them and pour into them. Be affirming, be encouraging. Don't be self-consumed. Truly, when I hang out with friends that don't know Jesus, like I kind of like not in a overdone way, but I do try to bring my best, right? I'm like, okay, God, you called me to this. I'm going to bring intention into this dinner. Like I'm going to put myself behind and I'm going to like give a little more than like maybe if I was just hanging out with Mac, like if I was just hanging out with Mac, I might just like blab about myself. (laughs) I do that a lot. But maybe if I'm hanging out with a friend that doesn't know Jesus, like I'm going to make this more intentional of encouraging and Mm -hmm. loving on her. Um, So I think you can be a better friend in that kind of way. I think you can pray for them. And this might not necessarily be with them in person, but you can pray for them when you're home alone and ask God what they need, what they need to talk about, what they need to hear from you. You can text them and encourage them and love on them through prayer. We all know that God speaks truth. And so we can ask God, God, what do you want to speak for your daughter? Like, what are you trying to say to her? She might not hear it from you. So how can I take a truth from you and give it to her and pass that along in a spiritual way? That's a beautiful thing that you as a follower of Jesus can totally do. I think here, honestly, being a better friend is just loving them big. When we all know that love compels, it changes. And so this is a great way to tell people about Jesus. Good. The next thing I want to talk about is that church um, can't be your go-to. Or maybe for some of you, this is even like your delight community, because I know we have a lot of delight girls listening. This just can't be your go-to, like inviting them to church or delight 
right off the bat, um, is probably not the best move. I think first and foremost, you got to like, just have conversation and be a friend, be a better friend, have moments where you talk about Jesus and you ask them like, have you been praying recently? Or what is this looking like for you and in your life? Or how are you doing in this area of your life? Like have these conversations first And then at some point, of course, you want to invite them into the body of Christ, but ask them when they're ready. Don't force this upon them. And it just shouldn't be the first thing because I think it could maybe be off-putting and use your discernment here for some people. This might be a great first thing, but for a lot of people, walking into a church service might be a little bit overwhelming or feel off-putting. So I just wanted to point that out here. And then the last thing I have to say, and you're going to have a lot to say about this one, Mac, Mac attack. (laughs) (laughs) You are. That's right. Okay. And this is that you can't stop pursuing people when it comes to sharing Jesus. Gosh, there's so many relationships in my life that, uh, that of people that don't know Jesus and They've been in my life for so long and we've had moments like we've had some sweet Mm -hmm. moments of like them coming to church with me or us having a super powerful Jesus conversation or us getting to pray together. We've had little glimpses of light and hope and it's been so special. Um, But their lives, they're not like completely changed yet or they haven't totally given their life to Jesus. And it's been years, like years and years. And Mm. I think this just takes time and you have to be patient with them. Um, And I think you do have to be persistent and persistent means like, don't stop bringing up the conversation of faith. Um, We Mm. talked about these questions already. Like, have you been praying recently? Have you been talking to God? Um, How are you doing in this area of your life? Or do you feel heavy in this? Like, or you bring up things that God's moving in your life. Maybe it's not as much you asking questions, but you just initiating conversation through what God's doing in you and being bold in that. Like, don't stop having conversations. Um, Keep praying for them behind the scenes. Like, Keep praying for them. Keep getting words for them and share it with them. Text them, reach out to them. Mm. Keep hanging out with them. Like this is huge. You're going to want to quit and give up on these relationships because a lot of times they're just not the most fun. Um, But just keep it up. Remember, this is our call as Christians. And so we can't give up on people. Like we can't give up on them. There's maybe a moment where you need to take a couple months or take a break, but do your best to get back in it with them. Like this is our calling as believers. Um, and yeah, that is huge. I could uh, keep inviting them, right? Keep inviting them to church, keep inviting them to delight, like invite, invite, pursue, 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 and just keep running the race. Yeah. I think that's so good. I think it goes back up to the empathy thing. Like when you are in a real relationship with somebody, you don't just bounce because they don't like, you can't convert them to like a certain thing in your life. Like, you know what I mean? Like you are in real relationships with these people. It's not just an outcome driven relationship. And I think that's oftentimes where evangelism sometimes can get messy is when people are more about the outcome than they are about the person and the heart of the person. And so, um, I think that like, it's actually really cool because I so believe that like Jesus is the best thing that has like ever, 
ever happened to me. Like Jesus, like what he has done in my life has been the coolest thing. And so it's easy and natural for me to talk about that. Yeah. Um, especially with other Christians. And so I've just learned how do I make that again, easy to talk about with everybody. And I think sometimes we're tempted to like, uh, just like hide that away. And I think, and sometimes you got to read the room and you got to know, yeah. and I think you talked about that a lot, which I love Ken's, but, um, I think just like not being so shy about it and being a little bit more out there about it. And I find that when I just like say things the way I normally would, like when I'm just like, yeah. And I am like talking to Jesus about what it looks like to, you know, better, like I'm in a friendship or I'm in a conversation with a friend friend who's a non-believer. And I'm like, yeah, I'm talking, I've been talking to Jesus lately about, you know, this big decision in my life. And they'll usually be like, whoa, okay, cool. Like, what do you mean? Like they'll ask me about it because there's yeah. curi- they're curious. And I think that gives really cool opportunities and I don't always have the best answers, but I love those yeah. questions. And you talked about don't stop pursuing. I've had a friend that's been my friend for like five or six years and um, wasn't walking with the Lord. And I just like stayed with her. She's truly like one of my best friends in the entire world. Yeah. And um, we had a conversation um, like seriously for the first time where I got to present like the full gospel to her. And it was the coolest conversation ever. And it took five years of friendship, five years of friendship of like literally hanging out with at least once a week for five years. Being a better friend. Yes. Literally pursuing Mm -hmm. her, hanging with her, doing all the things, loving her, being a bridesmaid in her wedding, all the different things. And in five years into the conversation, into the friendship, we had the conversation, the full full faith conversation. Yeah. And it was incredible and it was so, so cool. And like, I saw so much breakthrough there. And so, yeah, don't give up, like, don't give up, keep pursuing people, keep making it about people, um, about people knowing Jesus and not just like, Oh, checking off your list. I told three people about Jesus this year, you know, like, it's like, it's not like a competition, not a competition. It's not a way to prove your spirituality. It's truly, um, a thing of just like when something has transformed your life, of course, you want to tell as many people as possible about it. I feel that way about like ice cream half the time. And so of course, when it comes to Jesus, I'm going to like, it is 10,000 million times more important because (laughs) it is like a matter of life or death. It's life or death. And I think when we remember that trajectory, I heard the other day that like, um, every time you snap your finger, like if I snap my finger like this, another person passes away and I can't remember the exact stat, but it's like two thirds of those people, um, have not like accepted Jesus into their life. And so that's life or death, life or death right there. Every Mm -hmm. single moment that passes and, um, not to put pressure on it, but it's an opportunity and it's a calling. It's a commissioning from Jesus himself to go and to make disciples and to tell people about Mm -hmm. him. Yeah, that is so, so good. I'm really excited for you guys to step out in faith and share your faith more often. I think it needs to be a part of our everyday lives. And again, nobody's left out of it. Like we have no excuse. This is our number one calling. And I think it with practice, you'll get a lot more confident in it and it'll become um, way more regular thing in your life. So just quickly to recap, um, everything. Cause I know we've gotten feedback that our listeners love when we recap, which I love. We're making it, consa- it. Yeah. I think that was a wow. real thing. Okay. Okay. So first things first, it starts in prayer. You guys just have a prayer every single morning, make it a part of your regular routine. God use me today. Open my eyes to people around me. Then spark conversation. Like ask, do you go to church? Do you have faith? Anything like that? Pray for them right then and there, do whatever you got to do. And then when it comes to relationship, 
remember it starts in empathy. Like it starts knowing them, being with them, hanging out with them. And every bit of our conversations should come out of a heart of empathy and understanding and love for them. Then it's about all about living a life that's like attractive to them. Like we want to be contagious Christians. We're called to be the salt of the earth, like something that people want to be around, that people want to be like. Are you causing people to be thirsty for Jesus? I think that's really important to ask yourself. Then be a better friend. This is so simple. I love that. Love on them, show up for them, encourage them. Remember church or delight or whatever your go-to Christian community is, like can't be the first place you invite them, have conversation about your faith before beforehand, and then don't stop pursuing them. Yes, keep like eventually invite them to church and invite them again and invite them again, pray for them, hang out with them, be with them. It might take five years. It might take 10 years. Show up for them. You guys, this is going to be so good. I can't wait to see the kingdom of God grow because of all of our For the Girl listeners and everybody who's now part of it. It's going to be amazing. Yes. Step into this practice of being an everyday evangelist. Um, We love you guys and we will talk to you next week.